Hello, you're listening to the Sunday Show Tunes podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Maureen. Coming up on today's show, we'll be chatting with West End star David Badella and Broadway and West End star Michael Xavier. Three-time Olivier Award-winning David Badella is probably best known for his roles in Jerry Springer, the opera, and in The Heights. He is currently starring as Lance in Anne Juliet in London, and we are thrilled that David is with us again now. Hey, David, how are you? Hello, I'm doing very well. How are you? Yeah, we're great, we're thank great. you. We're great. Good. I've got a pressing question. I just want to ask you straight away, um, okay. and I think it's one we all really need to know the answer to. How's your sourdough doing? <laughs> I am shocked that you remember that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where we were. I don't know what stage we were in when I was talking to you last. Do you remember? You were, I do. You had yeah. just gotten a machine <sighs> that made your starter <laughs> kit. And I'm still waiting for mine in the mail. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Apologies for that. Um, a little busy. <laughs> but, um, actually, uh, it's it's gone really well. I had so many bad loaves, one after another, after another, you know, the ones that come out like little flat, oh, yeah. they look like, like, like spaceships, like saucers. Yeah. <laughs> I had so many of those. And then I got my machine, my dough started to rise the way it's supposed to at 78 degrees. I started churning out the big, fat, crunchy things. Uh. Soft dough, in the, I mean, a soft bread on the inside. They just turned out beautifully. And then it became this thing where, you know, every friend wanted one and I was baking every two days. Um, but I have to say, I loved it and I still do. How so, fun. So do you take bread skill. to the theater now on a, on a daily um, basis? I did for a little while. I don't know because it truly it's, it's a whole day's investment. When you're going to bake on a Friday, you start Wednesday night with the starter and waking it up and feeding it. And then all day Thursday, it's, it's, um, uh, stretching it and kneading it and and letting it rise and it's a full day commitment you know that's like, a commitment isn't it that's worse than having a kid yeah. this oh. is why I go to Gales <laughs> other, other bakeries are available more and careful <laughs> I'm calm I forget <laughs> um, so yeah the, the sourdough is great and I thank you for asking <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like being away from Anne Juliet for so long? Oh gosh. Um, it was really sad. I have to be, I have to be honest with you. Um, we had the occasional group chat um, where we would, we, we would do one of these, a Zoom call and you know, there's, there's 30 people on the screen. They're a disaster, by the way. <laughs> 100%. Such a disaster. You know, one person talks and you've all got to listen and then people start overlapping and it was horrible. Um, but when we finally got to come back together, it was it was a pretty great day um, seeing everyone again that, you know, they were your family for a while and now and you've been estranged and now you're back together. So it's been a lovely experience um, mm. rejoining the group. And what's what's your favorite thing about being back? Um, not going to lie, a dressing room. <laughs> oh, this room is like this. <laughs> in white twinkle lights. And uh, it's cozy and warm and I've got pillows and lamps. And sometimes I just tuck away in there and watch some television and curl up in my big easy chair. It's pretty nice. I, I like that part of it. That's... I know that's not the right answer. <laughs> I, right I love that. Being back with the, yeah, but um, I love my dressing room. It sounds like the best place to be for sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, the hard part though is because of all of the COVID regulations, we're not allowed to have anybody in there like you my my dressing room used to be the green room uh in between scenes oh. 
I went to my room and I kept jellies in there and lots of good things to drink and all, you know, all kinds of treats. Now, when someone wants to visit, they have to stand at the doorway and speak to me from there. We're not allowed to congregate in a small room. Uh... Um, even though we test every, uh, every 48 hours, we test again. So it's constant testing. Um, so we know we're, we're relatively safe. Right. Some person could get infected. And if you're hanging out together, it just, it, it raises the possibility yeah. that, that you'll transfer. Yeah. Keeping on from there, talking, talking about the testing and the hanging out backstage, does that, has that had an impact on your life? Are you like more aware of who you see when you're not working and, and how you travel and, and stuff like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm leaving in, um, in about 10 days, I'm leaving to go to Budapest to do um i'm i'm filming season four of jack ryan uh do you know that oh uh, mm -hmm. yeah yeah i was in season three I, I play the president of the united states and i'm going back to film uh season four and i'm thinking i've been invited to the pub for for uh leaving due uh on friday and there's birthday drinks on the weekend and i'm thinking i just can't i can't go right. hang out at the pub even you know because nobody's wearing masks now yeah if I get something that shuts down Jack Ryan, which is millions of pounds that yeah. shuts down mm. that for, you know, for how yeah. it's a massive so, commitment, isn't it? it, it, it more means, than the sourdough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more. Uh, it means that you, you, you don't socialize as much as you would like. I was going to gonna say, you have to keep your bubble small. Yeah. You know, that's the commitment that you're making being on stage and filming. You really have to love your craft. So getting mm. back to your craft, what inspired you to go into show business oh. besides your phenomenal, oh my gosh, voice <laughs> you guys and that laugh? Oh. <laughs> you're so flattering. Thank you. Um, do you know, uh, there's, there's a few things along the way, but um, uh, I was just talking about this this week. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. Um, one of the first things that I was asked to do, I was in sixth grade, that's about um, 13 years old, maybe. Mm -hmm. And there was a talent show. Now, I had no idea that I even possessed any of the things that I do today. But, um, but I, I was asked to be the MC of the of the um, evening. And I said, I, I, did, I wouldn't know what to do. And they, they gave me these little cards. And they said, all you do is read it. The next act is Brenda Lopez singing da da da, you know, something like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, I can at least do that. And I went out on stage and I, and I read that and somebody laughed and I said, yeah, I know, actually I know her from, you know, and we started talking, the audience and myself. And before I knew it, the cards were in the pocket and I was standing there talking to the audience. Ah. Wow, this is great. I like this a lot. I believe that's the first time I was ever up in front of an audience in the bug bit, you know, loved that. Love it. Yeah. Love it, a natural. So um, yes, what's favorite. been your favorite musical theater role so far? Uh, my favorite role. Gosh, different ones for different reasons. I mean, you know, I love doing Sweeney Todd because Sweeney Todd was going inward and finding the anger and the rage and the pain of losing someone that you love and bringing that out on stage through music and through drama. It was just so intense and so wonderful. Um, to the same degree, the opposite end, you know, Frankenfurter in uh, the Rocky Horror Show, <laughs> basically put on your lashes, step through the doors, and the crowd goes mad, and you feel like a rock star. <laughs> um, so, you know, for, for different reasons, they were they were each, you know, just sort of the most wonderful time you can have on stage. So they're the roles you've done. What, what role would you like to do that you haven't done so far? 
Ah, uh, that's a tricky one. That's a tricky one because um, you know it changes all the time. Given that uh, each year you're you're you know the clock is ticking, and each year you're you're less and less likely to be playing the one. <laughs> <laughs> for the longest time i wanted to play guido in nine do you know the musical oh, you, you're still good for favorites. that they, they rewrote the the age of, of daniel day lewis in the movie so you're still good for him <laughs> well it's supposed to be about a midlife crisis turning 40 he's supposed to be turning 40 <laughs> people are living longer so 50 yeah. is the new 30 yeah okay let's go with that um, but the truth is, when I, when I get asked about, um, you know, what are your what are your dream roles, I have had the most fun in theater creating stuff from scratch. When you when you do what you call your dream role, you're basically either doing an imitation of somebody else, or always being compared to who the original was. It's very rare that people see something that they know and think, um, um, oh, I like this new interpretation, this new, you know, almost always it's a comparative. Um, so you're starting on the back foot. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really love taking a, a script and figuring out who this person is and, and putting all of yourself into it and making it yours. That's been the greatest joy of doing the work, I think. And you've created a lot of good roles. Oh um, my gosh. There's a couple. There's a couple. <laughs> there's a couple. <laughs> there's some awards on your mantelpiece. <laughs> We're going to talk about the Olivier's. <laughs> Sorry. Do you have some someone in to help dust them, or do you dust them yourself? You know what? If I turn the camera around right now, you'd see there are three of them sitting in a pile under my desk, getting all dusty. They're just down there hanging out together. I don't know. Oh. Um, I, I'm thinking because we're putting up. We're, I'm, I've got a builder in who's putting new bookshelves on either side of our our mantle in the living room. Uh, and we put little electricity things in and oh, we're nice. lovely objects. And I thought one of those shelves, I'll put a little light yep. and we'll stack the three Olivier's and they'll probably finally have their, their proper shelf. A little down lighter on Larry's face. That would be amazing, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I will. I love it. I've, I've had them for, you know, the first one that I got, how many years ago was that? That was 2004. So mm -hmm. he's been sitting in a box for a long time. Oh, yeah, he needs honey, to, he, he needs to need, come out. Yeah, he needs, he needs the light on his face. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're off um, filming in Budapest. Are you coming back to Angelia afterwards? Yes, yes. I'm only gone for 11 days. It's amazing how quickly you can shoot um, uh, all that you need to when, <laughs> when, the, uh, when there's, there's a time limit, um, as opposed to the opposite, which is film. You know, television is fast, fast, fast. Film, yes. they take a little bit longer. Uh, I recently did a, a film, uh, the new Matthew Vaughn film, um, and I was doing scenes with Catherine O'Hara, and we had a few lines together, um, standing at a doorway, and I'm not kidding you, we shot for three days. <laughs> <gasps> that one scene. Yeah, on the, uh, you know, because you know you've got to get, you've got to do the. If you got it right the first time, David. If I could only remember those four <laughs> lines. <laughs> but the, uh, you know the camera angles behind me from behind her then a close shot then a close shot oh they have to get all that yeah from the sidelines and, the, and then from there moving into the next scene we were there three days doing that scene i didn't mind it because i was hanging out with the great Catherine o'hara i know Absolutely. Oh, how fantastic yeah i am i'm truly blessed right now the industry is um is coming back in with full force you know because they they realized how much content was necessary to get through lockdown 
everybody was glued to their tail, you know, at, you know, at tenfold. Um, and that means more work for us, which is great. Which is all good news. Which is all David, good. David, we are out of time, sadly. It's always a joy to have you on our show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. You two are lovely. And Juliet is at the London Shaftesbury Theatre. For tickets and more information, head over to andjulietmusical.co.uk. Eric's The Girl's iconic novel became a much-loved film, and in 2010, a hit West End musical was made of Love Story. Now, its stars reunite along with the creative team behind the acclaimed Cadogan Hall concert of Howard Goodall's The Hired Man. And we are thrilled that we have one of its two stars with us now, the wonderful Michael Xavier. Hi, Michael. How are you? Hi. Okay. <laughs> you me off guard. I was like, oh, I've, got, I've got a second to take a sip. No, I haven't. No. Hi. I'm you can have a noisy slurp. It's fine. Very well. Yeah. How <laughs> have you been? I'm, you I'm good? good? I'm very well, thank you. Very well con considering. Mm -hmm. Well, I say very well. I'm actually feeling tad, tad under the weather today because I had my flu jab yesterday. Oh. Ah, um, uh, yeah. Sometimes you just feel that little bit. Yeah. yeah. Doing your bit. That's the important thing, isn't yeah. it? Doing my bit. Yeah, exactly. Bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Doing Hopefully get the other booster jab soon as well. I've had my yeah. booster. I've already have had you? my booster. Yeah, well, because like uh, we're both under power. 50, Maureen. Yeah. I well, I haven't hit 40 yet, so I'm just waiting for the... Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, well, the 60-year-olds and 50-year-olds are already done. So there you go. <laughs> See, Maureen bought that. Did you notice? Yeah, she didn't totally. Question, she didn't question me. She totally. I like that. It's radio. You can say it. Always like you, Maureen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is no one seeing this? No, sadly no, not. No. Oh, I didn't need to dress up. <laughs> I this is true. This For those listening, true. I've got a shirt and tie on and a lovely jacket. <laughs> Made a real effort. <laughs> Black tie only. Yeah. So, Michael, tell us about Love Story. Where do I where do I begin? Um, uh, wow, um, love story. Well, it, it's so it's based on the book by Eric Segal, which was um, kind of simultaneously created into a film um, at the same time. Uh, and the, people associate love story with the film, um, certainly the older generation do. Um, and the the film. Uh, I, I don't want to say too much and give anything away to those people who have not, who don't know the subject, don't know the story. Correct. Mm, probably a lot of people do, but I think it's, it, there's, there's a bit of a spoiler. Well, there's a major spoiler, so I don't want to say too much. So um, maybe just say it's a love story. It's a love story between. <laughs> so, so tell us about love story. It's a love story. It's a love story. <laughs> Who's in the title? Um, title. Two, two uh, young kids. Um, <laughs> Hence why this is the 10th anniversary and we're no longer kids, but uh, from from opposite sides of the track, if you like. Um, uh, Jenny is uh, an artist, musician, brilliant pianist um, and hopes to become a professional pianist. And uh, Oliver, who I play, is um, uh, a, a jock, basically. He's a, an ice hockey uh, player and he wants to go to Harvard and and uh, pass the the, uh, the bar exam and become a lawyer. So they're very much from completely different worlds and meet randomly in a in a library, and have this kind of instant, uh, frictious but exciting chemistry between them. And there's they're kind of like, is this something? Could this be something? Maybe I don't know. Um, and that's what kind of sparks this intrigue between them which then takes us on a 
love story. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, and <laughs> the we, journey we, of the love we, story. Exactly. We, we map their, their ups and downs, shall we say, as a, as a couple. So 10 years ago, well, nearly 11 years ago, Chichester, you began your journey with love story. What's it like returning to it 11 years later? Amazingly emotional, actually. Well, not amazingly emotional. Um, uh, it's not kind of unsurprisingly emotional, but um, having come back to it, having not seen, I kind of haven't listened to the soundtrack. I hadn't, you know, read the script since. We, we didn't have any like film recording of it, so I've not watched it or anything. Um, so it's very much kind of distant in my memory because it's so long ago. But coming back to it and sitting down and just reading the script again, made me realize what a, an incredible piece of work it is mm -hmm. and and that's the you know the howard goodall has written the most incredible score it's the most beautiful music um which fits the style the era um and the late great stephen clark wrote the uh, the book and the lyrics um obviously the book based on the original eric segal novel and i have to also credit the brilliant um, original director Rachel Kavanagh and Steve Ridley, who was the original MD, for shaping. It was the most creative process I've ever had in a room um, to be able to. They were listening to us. They were taking our feedback. Uh, we, were, we were all working together, just putting all the stuff in the pot and, and melding it together into this piece of work. And Rachel was kind of the I was called the cheese detector because she was always there with the radar out, just just making sure it wasn't corny, wasn't cheesy in any way. And so she was just stripping away anything that seemed a bit saccharine and seemed a bit disingenuous to, to the point where it just became a real kind of bare bones script story and and production as well in terms of the way it was put together, the way it was directed, which actually lent itself to an emotional connection from the audience. It lent itself. It le I always find that when there's less fuss on stage, when there's less going on, mm -hmm. yeah, there's more. Uh, there's more of a connection from the audience in this, in the sense of when, like, when you read a novel or when you read read a book, your your subjectivity comes into play a huge amount. You're you're slightly more invested because you're having to create these um, these connections for yourself. If you're like, you're not being spoon fed everything, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so. I really feel that that helped with, with the show. And and I mean, down in Chichester, so we did it at the Minerva Theatre, which is a, for those who have never been down there, it's, a, it's like a 200 and something seater theatre, maybe a 300. Very intimate. Very intimate. It's a, it was in thrust, so it was a, the audience were on three sides. We were packed on stage with the band um, into this tiny space. And I'll never forget the very first audience we had in um, when, we got to the end of the show and you know when you do something brand new you have a no idea you're all in the room mm -hmm. going i think this is really good do you think it's really good yeah this is <laughs> it's good isn't it yeah it's just us because we're so connected to the material um and so you you do it for the first time in front of the audience and you're just thinking i really hope everybody enjoys enjoys it to the same level we do and i'll never forget it the lights came up and of course you're so close to the audience in the minerva the lights came up for our curtain call and I looked down to the audience and there were so many middle-aged men in floods of tears. <laughs> I've never seen an audience full of so, so many people crying. Oh my <laughs> um, God. And it was, it was 
really moving to see and it was it was thrilling because it was like yes this is this has done the job it's it's had the effect on the audience we wanted it to um but it was it was just an amazing moment to see that connection that they had to the material and that they were that moved and obviously there were there were women crying as well but it was just the you know the real stiff upper lip Yes. typical middle-aged brit that were that were they just broken they, they were in bits i it, love it it must be okay. really special to return to that yeah. like now it is it is and i think re like i said rereading the script reminded me how brilliantly crafted it is and how how moving it is it's a mm. it's a simple story that's the thing it's not it, it is it's a simple story and yet the way it's done and you know the way we do it i suppose is 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 what makes it so powerful i think and i've got my brilliant emma williams with me who mm. was the original jenny um which i'm thrilled about um and we have a great cast actually we've got michael matus um who i've worked with three times now um and uh, so he's doing jenny's dad and then I've got Simon Green as my dad, the lovely Simon Green, oh, nice. and the, the fabulous Rebecca Kane as my mum. And Jenna Boyd is doing a turn as Dr. Ackerman, who was originally male. Um, and ah, uh, the, uh, the director. Little switch up. Yeah, exactly. So Kirk Jameson, who's directing this production of it, um, is, uh, he was like, well, why, why, why can't Dr. Ackerman be female? Like, I love Kurt. No reason. Yeah, great. Yeah, absolutely. Or Doctor Death, as we like to call her. Doctor Death. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm too much away. Am I? Michael, Michael, we are sadly and unbelievably out of time, and there were so Somebody many. Just got started. I know there were oh so many God. things we wanted to chat about. So I was maybe, rambling. maybe if you could come back um, in, in in a little while, and and we can have a proper chat about other things. Let's do that. Let's do that. But you Absolutely. know, you need to pencil in an hour for me because I don't stop. Sounds like a full sounds like a full podcast to us. Yeah. Michael well, Xavier, thank you so much for joining you us. Thanks. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Love Story is at Cadogan Hall in London on Sunday, the 28th of November. For tickets, check out cadoganhall.com. Well, that's it for this episode. We'd like to say a huge thank you to Michael Xavier and David Badella for joining us. If you've enjoyed listening, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite listening platform. I'm Paul. And I'm Maureen. And you've been listening to the Sunday Showtunes podcast. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Bye.